Let that 2017 National Championship take you home on them country roads down or up to Morgantown, West Virginia, because the Mountaineers are victorious over the ON now five UCF Knights. Thank God. Cool. I think you were. I think you were pulling a little bit harder for that one than I was. I was. I was praying. Uh, that West Virginia would come up here and uh, absolutely destroy the UCF Golden Knights. In my opinion, you did so, winning by several scores. So. Yes, yes. Good game. Good game. Good game. 41-28, the Mountaineers take down UCF. Offense, chef's kiss. Uh, just absolutely astonishing, wonderful offense. Um, defense couldn't decide if they wanted to give up a touchdown or take – or force a turnover either way it, it, it was uh that was that was the only two ways we were getting off the field fair enough lsu was on by this week so you will have plenty of time to get on your soapbox sir um but we have very we have a lot of exciting games to cover here uh on the panther pod so with that i'm cole connor i'm owen spelling and welcome to the panther pod All right, Cole, starting things off with the AP poll. Okay, we had a great, great time. Uh, these We had a great time this weekend. These AP poll rankings, um, they look promising. Mm-hmm. They look promising. Uh, so, yeah, let's just go ahead and get it off. Uh, number one is Georgia after w- winning the world's largest cocktail party or the South large, South's largest cocktail party. Thank you. 43 to 20. Over the Florida Gators, number two is Michigan. They route their in-state rival forty-nine to nothing over the Michigan State Spartans. Man, I remember when uh, Michigan State was a competitive program and not embroiled in controversy and uh, chaos. Yeah, uh, number three is the Ohio State University uh, as they take on uh, Wisconsin, beating them twenty-four to ten, and then wrapping, and then the uh, number four. Excuse me. Uh, number four is eight and O Florida State as they beat Wake Forest forty-one to sixteen. And rounding out the top five is Washington after they get the win over Arizona State. Uh, excuse me, they were on a bye week this week. They get a win over Arizona. Uh, they got their win over Arizona State two weeks ago or last week uh, with a fifteen to seven win. They come in at number five. Number six is Oregon moving up two spots after taking care of business at Utah, snapping their 29 uh, out of 30 game streak. Um, Pat, you were wrong on this one, bud. Uh, Number seven is Texas, uh, horns Horns down. down. Uh, They beat BYU 35 to six, remained unchanged from last weekend. Number eight is Alabama moving up one spot in their bye week. Mm-hmm. Um, not really a whole lot of controversy there or anything. You, you Just know. wait till you see what another SEC team did. 
I mean, in their bye week, it's fine. Um, number nine is Penn State moving up one spot after beating Indiana 33 to 24. And number 10 is Oklahoma falling four, st- uh, falling four spots after uh, getting their first loss handed to them from Kansas 33 to 38 there. And then number 11 is Ole Miss. They beat Vanderbilt 33-7. to Number 12 is Notre Dame University. After they routed, absolutely demolished, destroyed, I, obliterated. I was waiting for you to uh, say some of them. The Pitt Panthers 58-7. to Pitt is in an absolute dumpster fire right now. West Virginia is looking better and better. It is a wonderful year to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be. Uh, number 13 are, go Tigers, the LSU yeah. Tigers. After uh, During their bye week, they move up two spots. So I don't want to hear any complaining, Cole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I uh, mean, um, <clears throat> yeah. Right behind them is the number 14 Mizzou Tigers, as uh, their only loss is to LSU. Uh, they beat South Carolina 34-12 to this past week. And then Louisville comes in at number 15, 7-1. They move up three spots after shutting Duke out 23 to nothing. Owen, honestly, we should have looked at this a little bit closer before because I would have offered to announce 13 so you could announce uh, 16. Uh, number 16, your Pac-12 champions, the Oregon State Beavers. Go Beavs. Uh, it does say they had a win. The AP poll says they got a win against UCLA, 36-24. That is false. They lost to Arizona last night. Yep. Dropping five spots. Uh, number 17's Air Force up five spots. Up two spots. Uh, up two spots, excuse me. Already fumbling the bag. Lord of mercy. Um, number 18, Utah dropping five spots after that loss to Oregon. Number 19 is Tennessee up two spots after a close win over Kentucky, which we'll talk about a little bit here shortly. And rounding out the top 20 is UCLA up three spots after beating uh, Colorado 28-16. to We're going to have a lot of fun with this la- with these last five, Cole. Yes. Number 21, roll, wave, roll. Roll, is- wave, roll, baby. It is Tulane, little brother. They beat Rice 30-28, to a rather close game down there. Um for Tulane, but nonetheless, they win it. Number 22 is Kansas after they had beaten Oklahoma in a stunner, stunner of a move By uh, God. this week. And then, say it with me, Cole. Number 23, JMU. M-U. Go Dukes. Go Dukes! Applause. Applause from the booth. Applause from the booth. Shout out, JTC. JMU moves up to 8-0 after their close win over ODU, uh, but nonetheless, they remain at the top of the Sun Belt. Hashtag free JMU. Yes. Allow them to play in a bowl game and for their conference championship game. Next up is uh, number 24, USC. Rightfully so. Should be 24. Probably shouldn't even be ranked after they barely... Squeak out a win against Cal, 50-49. to And then rounding out the top 25 is Kansas State Wildcats after demolishing the Houston Cougars, 41 to nothing. Others receiving votes. Uh, Oklahoma State received 77. Uh, UNC received 54. Liberty received 47. Go Flames. Fresno State received 16. Miami received 11. Arizona received 6. Toledo received 3. And Rutgers... Rutgers University received two. Uh, Good week. Good week in college football uh, this past weekend. Honestly, probably the upset of the year. 
um, happened when it, um, yeah, no, upset of the year. I'm going to go ahead and call it. Cole. I don't know if you know this or not. It's been a long day without you, my friend. But this is the final week. As uh, as this is the final week of the AP poll rankings. This is the uh, the final the final the final salute to the AP poll rankings. Um, as next week uh, is the college football playoff rankings. So good year, good year for the AP. Good year for the AP poll. AP, we will miss you uh, until August, my friend. Until August. Now back to our regular schedule programming. Um, yeah, no, arguably upset of the year happened in Kansas this weekend. Uh, Kansas Jayhawks beat the Oklahoma Sooners to give them their first loss on the season. Kansas is 6-2, and 3-2 and two in conference, beat Oklahoma 7-1, 4-1 in conference, 38-2, uh, Dylan Gabriel, 14 for 19, 171 yards, one interception. A pick six. A pick six. Uh, Mr. Bean for Kansas did not look too hot. 15 for 32, 218 yards passing, and two interceptions on the day. However, he both quarter bucks. Quarter bucks. Quarter bucks. Come uh, quarterbacks did have at least one rushing touchdown in this game. Uh, Devin Neal, the Kansas running back, 25 carries for 112 yards rushing, one touchdown. Jason Bean, four carries, 62 yards and a touchdown there, long of 38. And then Daniel Hinshaw Jr. had 12 carries for 51 yards and two touchdowns for the Jayhawks. Uh, on the Oklahoma side of things, to Wee Walker, 23 carries, 146 yards rushing, one touchdown. Dylan Gabriel, monster day on the ground for him. 14 carries, 64 yards rushing, three touchdowns there, along a 12. Uh, and then Gavin Sawchuck, six carries, 19 yards, and a tutty for the Sooners. Uh, not enough to get the job done there. You know, Cole, I am I, – oh, I think we both picked the Sooners to win this game, but I, I am pleasantly, pleasantly – surprised that uh the Jayhawks won this one uh overall very entertaining game to watch uh very sloppy game by both teams but it was an entertaining game to watch both teams pretty much even on the day 443 total yards for Kansas 440 total yards for the Sooners overall um Neither team looked great. Okay, no. this is the sloppiest game I think we've seen Oklahoma play this year. They gave up. They had a They committed eleven penalties for a hundred and one yards. Okay, whereas Kansas committed five penalties for fifty-five yards. Okay, ooh, Kansas though only had to punt the ball two times, whereas Oklahoma had to punt it four times. Uh. Both lost the ball three times. Again, could it was not a clean game. Could not keep the ball out of the other team's hands, whether no. it be a fumble or an interception, whatever it was. But time of possession, both teams roughly had the ball for the same amount of time. A few, a few, you know, about two or three minutes, give or take, for each team. Um, ultimately, though, Kansas was able to capitalize on the opportunities given to them during this game, and Oklahoma was not. Um, as time runs out, Devin Neal. 
uh, scores the runaway touchdown, uh, giving the Jayhawks the 38-33 win. I think it was a beautiful uh, moment for Devin Neal, kind of put his name back into the national spotlight as well as one of the top-tier running backs. Uh, just because of all the media coverage that he hasn't gotten this season, he's still a fantastic player and is definitely making an impact for this Jayhawks team. Agreed. Um, the one thing that kind of surprised me about this, Jalen Daniels, when's he going to return after his injury? Because he was injured last week uh, for the Jayhawks, or he was listed as uh, DNP. He was, yes. Um, so with Kansas's schedule coming up, they go to Iowa State, they host Texas Tech, they host Kansas State, and then they travel to Cincinnati. Arguably, Oklahoma was their biggest game of the season, and you didn't need Jalen Daniels to win it. Um, and, but, you know, looking at their schedule, too, is their next toughest opponent is going to be Kansas State. That is going to be the toughest by far. Now, Iowa State is no slouch over. They are currently 5-3 and three overall with, three, with only two losses in the Big 12 uh, after knocking off Baylor last week. Texas Tech... They're they're having some troubles, of course, with their quarterback being with their their starting quarterback being out for uh, for the rest of the season after that West Virginia game. They're just kind of they're scrambling, you know, they're 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 spiraling right now. And then Cincinnati, you should go, uh, you should take care of business out there in Cincinnati. Uh, but I'm I look for them to they've got to make sure they can take care of business against Iowa State, and then focus on Kansas State. Looking at on the same vein of uh, questioning as well for Oklahoma, they travel to Oklahoma State. Um, bedlam the, the for the foreseeable future, the last bedlam game ever uh, should be a wild one. That's for sure. Um, then they host West Virginia, the Mountaineers. Go ears, go ears. Um, travel to Provo and take on BYU, and then. Uh, host TCU to close out the regular season. Does Oklahoma write the ship, or do they enter a bit of a free fall here? Uh, I, I I would say that the next I would say all four of those games are losable games. Oklahoma State currently is six and th- uh, Oklahoma State. I'm pretty sure is six and three. Let me check here. They are. Why is this not giving me win totals here? Freaking dadgummit. I'm pretty sure. Hold on, one. I got it. Thank you. Uh, I'm pretty sure Oklahoma State is six and two currently. Six and two. Thank you. Not six and three. I gave them one extra loss because they should have lost two. BYU is five and three. West Virginia is five and three. TCU is four and four. Four and four. Okay. So not teams that will knock your socks off per se, but all very losable games. Okay. Uh, very very losable games for the Sooners. Uh, they could they lose all four and end up going seven and five on the season after a yep. very promising year, uh, or do they just win out, or do they split the games, lose only one? You you you, you, you never know. Don't know. I I would say there's one more loss in there for them, uh, that being Oklahoma State or West Virginia. I think. Um, of course, I'm biased on the West Virginia one, but I I genuinely believe that if Oklahoma State takes care of business and Oklahoma is still kind of trying to get their bearings straight after Kansas. Um, I could see Oklahoma dro- Oklahoma dropping that one in Bedlam. And and 
you best bet that Mike Gundy and those Oklahoma State Cowboys are coming for blood oh, next week. 100%. For bet, bet. They want to go out on top in the Bedlam Series. What's their overall record right now? Hold on. Let me look at that. Uh, overall record in the Bedlam Series? Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma dominates Oklahoma State in that in that regard. But um, <clears throat> great win for Kansas. Uh, rough kind of loss for Oklahoma. It does not uh, does not Ooh, limit yeah, your. No, never mind. <laughs> what's the What's the record for Oklahoma State there? Uh, Twenty wins. Uh huh. Eighty two losses. Yeah, they've also been playing it since the I don't know the beginning of time. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they are on a one game losing streak, and in their last ten matchups, they are two and eight. Yep. Yep. Ooh, yep. That's rough. Um. <clears throat> Oklahoma State, uh, I, I, I would, I would, I would say they're going to make that a uh, three and eight this this week. I, I look to the, I look to see them kind of coming back on that one. Um, possible three and eight, I should say. I'm not making a prediction yet, but that's that's possible three and eight. Um, <coughs> Moving but, on, yes, go ahead to the South's uh, largest cocktail party. The number one Georgia Bulldogs handle business in Tallahassee. Or no, excuse me, not in Tallahassee, in Jacksonville. Ooh, don't say that about the Gators. They're gonna get mad at you. Oh boy, you are gonna have, you are going to have uh, Gator fans coming at you now. Wow. Okay. All right. That's fun. I'll chomp, take that. Chomp, chomp. Yeah. Well, the Tigers beat up on Gators, so um, Georgia wins forty-three to twenty. Pretty handy uh, win for the Bulldogs. Kind of returned to form. Uh, for the defending national champions. Um, Carson Beck, 19 for 28, 315 yards passing, two touchdowns, uh, QBR of 87.8. Graham Mertz for the Gators, 25 for 34, 230 yards passing, two touchdowns, 48.4. Definitely tried a little bit more and produced a lot less than Carson Beck was able to. Uh, For Georgia, though, it was all about the run game. Dejon Edwards, 15 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns. Kendall Milton, 13 carries, 55 yards, and one touchdown on the ground. Um, the only rushing touchdown was scored by Graham Mertz, five carries, negative 32 yards, and a single touchdown on a QB sneak. Florida got dog walked here. Um, I'm not even going to lie to you. UGA blew them out. Florida scored 13 meaningless points in the fourth quarter to try and make a comeback or try and like put a gift wrapping on this turd of a game. Um, it was a very impressive win for the Bulldogs, but it was also a win where Florida had a turnover, and Graham Mertz didn't play nearly as good as he should have. Um, first downs, Georgia had 23. Florida had 16. Total yardage, Georgia had 486. Florida had 339. Uh, penalties, Georgia had two for 10. Florida had two for 17. So it it was a good game for the Bulldogs defensively, offensively. Just everything clicked here. Um, this is the Bulldogs team that are returning to form from a kind of, I say weak start, but they started 8-0. Like, they won all of their games so far. Mm-hmm. It's just some of those games were a lot closer than what they were last year. I believe this was a statement game by by Georgia, and the statement was 
uh, the statement by Georgia was, hey, we're not going anywhere. We, you may saw what happened against Auburn. You may saw what happened against South Carolina. Forget about it, okay? We were just fooling around on that one, all right? We were, fool, we were fooling about. Georgia. We were just fooling about. We were just fooling about. Uh, Georgia said, absolutely not. I'm going to take care of business with Florida. Don't you worry about it. We're still here. We're still number one. We're coming back for that national title, third in a row. Yeah. It's uh, wild. Absolutely wild. After being dead for 40 years and you just got, and you decided to come back and like, oh, yeah, we're going to win two back-to-back and a possible third. Incredible. Um, I hate it. I absolutely despise it because Kirby Smart is an, an he's a good person and he's a smart dude. Like he, he deserves what's happening to him, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's just so infuriating to watch. Yeah, um, but you know, it could be a repeat of the, of the SEC championship this year if if uh, LSU can take care of take care of business this upcoming week against Alabama. We'll so yeah. Um, yeah, good win for the Bulldogs. Florida, you did about as expected. You're five and three. You're not looking as bad or as a, as bad of a dumpster dumpster fire as you did at the beginning of the year. So props to you. You'll probably make a bowl game. Fair enough. Uh, moving on to our Pac-12 matchup, uh, the number eight Oregon Ducks blank the number thirteen Utah Utes are not blank, but they blow them out either way, thirty-five to six. Uh, Utah scored three in the first, three in the second. Second half shutout. Oregon, 14 in the first, 7 in the second, 14 in the third. Put in their backups to win the game. Uh, Oregon is more and more showing me that this is the Bo Nix and Bucky Irving show. And I like it. I really do. I like the swagger they have. I, I like, like it. the offensive I want production. It. I want some more of it. Well, I mean, arguably, you know, Jaden Daniels and Logan Diggs. But, like, it's a good team. It's a great team. It's a good team. It's a great team. Bo Nix on the season um, are in this game is 24 for 31, 248 yards passing, two touchdowns for a QBR of 95.2. And then on the ground, he had four carries for eight yards and a touchdown as well. Bryson Barnes for Utah, 15 for 29, 136 yards passing, and two interceptions. Ooh, really stinking it up. I called it. I called it. I called it. I didn't call that he would stink it up, but I went with Oregon in this game, just so you know. because Because Bo Nix and Bucky Irving, how could you not? Yeah. Oh, wait, that's right, Cole. You didn't. Can't spell Cole without an L, but you can't spell Owen with a dub. <laughs> You're so funny. Um, throw in the shade, throw in the shade. Um, it's all legal here. It's all legal. Bucky, are you okay? It's all legal? It's all legal? Was that what you were saying? I, I, I am tired, Cole. I can tell that, buddy. Um, Bucky Irving on the ground had 14 carries for 83 yards and a touchdown. And then Treshawn Holding, our Treshawn Holden, excuse me, had one carry for five yards and a touchdown as well. Um, yeah, good team win for the Ducks. Yep, uh, quack quack, the Ducks win on this one. Um, again, called it. I'm not one to brag, but called it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but one hundred percent called it, called it. 
That's did. what I'm hearing right now. I Absolutely. Just, I just want you to know that. Absolutely. Who's currently winning right now? Uh, or are we tied? Oh, I'm sorry. Before, okay, so we both picked Oklahoma. We did. So own one. We both picked Georgia, one and one. We split here, so you are two, two and one, and I am one and two. But going into our next game, we're all tied up, baby. The Louisville Cardinals blank. The Duke Blue Devils, 23 to nothing. Um, sir, I believe that takes us to uh, two and two. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. And that's where we'll remain. Or that well, we, we will remain tied for the rest of the show, unfortunately. Yes. yes. Um, so all of your, you know, suckets and everything else, that was pointless. Um, it was not. Yeah, all right. Riley Leonard, 9 for 23, 121 yards passing and one ugly interception. Uh, Jack Plummer for the Cardinals, 11 for 16, 117 through the air, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But Jawar Jordan scored two tutties on the day. 21 carries, 163 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. Uh, Louisville posted 14 in the first quarter, kicked a field goal in the second, kicked two field goals in the third, and said, ah, that's about, that's about enough. Um, Jordan Waters, ineffective in this game, five carries, 23 yards, no touchdowns. I believe you said that that was supposed to be like a marquee matchup between Jordan Waters and Jawar Jordan. Could be wrong about that, but, you know um, – in that case, you know, you were uh, you were wrong, wrong, wrong. No comment. But, no comment. Um, yeah, of course, you're not commenting. Um, Riley Leonard had a fumble. Uh, he was able to recover it. Jack Plummer also had one. So kind of an ugly win for the Cardinals. But when you win 23 to nothing, it's not an ugly win. So good win for Louisville uh, they look to continue their momentum right now they are seven and one uh, going into matchups oh my god matchups at home against uh, Virginia Tech and UVA uh, so yeah to uh, so probably nine and one on the season going Great. into Miami at home and then finishing the season up against Kentucky uh, should be a good should be a good rest of the year for uh, Louisville Cardinals. Yeah, as it stands right now, Louisville is second in the ACC. They're going to continue that. They, Cole, do you want to know who is third? Who? <coughs> no. <coughs> no. The Chokies of Virginia Tech no. are currently 4-4 four and four overall, 3-1 and one in Conference. Boo. They're, so if they beat Louisville, they're de facto in. They're de facto in the championship game. Oh my God, that is terrible. As as J as JTC just just announced to us from Dubuff is um, Virginia ain't for lovers. It's is for champs, but not in this case because we no no we do not anti anti choky on this show anti choky yeah the show. we do not want Virginia Tech in the ACC championship. That may championship be too much bias, but yeah, you know no. it's okay. Um, but yes, uh, Georgia Tech currently sits third or fourth in the standings. Fourth in the standings. Wild. Wild. Absolutely wild. Clemson um, is uh, two and four. Mm. Actually, can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, go ahead. 
NC State demol not demolishes, but at one point it was twenty four to seven beating Clemson, and Clemson ends up losing twenty four to seventeen. A wild turn of events. Clemson is now running as uh, Clemson is now falling downhill as fast as they run down that hill going into Tiger Stadium, Death Valley, yep. uh, in uh, in Clemson, South Carolina. It's uh, it's completely wild. It's absolutely wild. It is. Dabo, if he's not on the hot seat already, he will be in the next couple of weeks. Possibly, um, yes. Possibly. Yeah. This looks bad. Bad looks. Bad looks out of South Carolina there. I still can't believe Virginia Tech is 3-1 and one in conference. Hey, they win where it counts. Uh, so they play Louisville next week. If they, It's at Louisville. But if they beat Louisville... They are second place. They yeah. they are second place in the championship. Uh, then all they have to do is beat Boston College, beat NC State, and beat Virginia Tech. If they win out, Cole, they will go eight and four. Virginia Tech. Yes. Ugh. After starting out the year one and three. Yeah, that's brutal. Does that mean the Commonwealth Cup actually has stakes this year? No, because UVA is at the bottom of the – or they're like third from last. Yeah, but if UVA beats Tech. Yeah, but, but – but I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm just saying, like – But it, logically, I think the way that would work is Virginia Tech beat Louisville – if Virginia Tech beats Louisville and they win out and Louisville wins out, or say – uh, Louisville loses a game, and Tech loses to UVA. Tech still gets the nod because they beat Louisville. Right. But if I am not mistaken, I'm pretty sure – correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Um, if Louisville wins out but Tech loses to UVA or to loses, loses any one more of their, of their games, then they do not – then it's a Louisville FSU championship. And here we are thinking it was going to be North Carolina, North Carolina, and Florida State well, championship. Clearly not, or Duke, Florida State championship, or Duke, Florida State championship. Absolutely wild. Um, going on to our final SEC matchup of the evening, our next Kentucky game. <laughs> yeah, um, the Tennessee Volunteers traveled to Kroger Field in Lexington, Kentucky, and put on a butt whooping. Uh, Ten nothing in the first quarter. Twenty three seventeen at the end of the second. Twenty six. What is that? Twenty six twenty three at the end of the third. And then Tennessee scores that touchdown to get them ahead. Thirty three to twenty seven. Ooh, bad Ooh. beat for the Wildcats. Yep. Um, Tennessee is six and two, three and two in conference. Kentucky is five and three, two and three in conference now. Joe Milton looks sharp out there, man. 18 for 21, 228 yards passing and one touchdown. Jalen Wright, 11 carries for 120 yards on the ground and one touchdown. Dylan Sampson also had 17 carries for 75 yards and a touchdown as well. Uh, for the Wildcats, Devin Leary was 28 for 39, 372 yards passing and two touchdowns. You cannot complain about that in a loss. Uh, Ray Davis also 
16 carries for 42 yards and a touchdown as well. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. This is probably the cleanest game that we've covered all week long so far. Uh, Tennessee just outpowered them. They, Kentucky never held a lead in this game, but if you take away that scoreless first quarter, we're probably looking at a different outcome for this game. Um, it is, yeah, it was a heck of a game for the Vols. That defense gave up quite a good bit of points. Um, but their offense was able to compensate, and Joe Milton was able to get the job done through the air. Uh, Owen, got a question for you, bud. Yes, sir. If you produce 444 total yards, 24 first downs, and hold the ball for 33 minutes, are you winning the game? I would say yes. Yeah, no. Not in this case, because Tennessee produced 37 more yards than the Wildcats and scored six more points. Mm. You can't blame penalties. You can't blame turnovers. You can't blame anything else. Kentucky just got beat. Rough. Brutal one. Um, yeah, no. Uh, looking ahead at Tennessee's schedule, um, obviously they have an upcoming game against Georgia, but first they host UConn at home, and then they travel to Mizzou to take on the one-loss Mizzou Tigers. Uh, then they uh, host Georgia in Neyland Stadium, and then they end the season against Vandy. Uh, same thing for Kentucky. Kentucky next week travels to Mississippi State before hosting Alabama and then traveling <laughs> to South Carolina and Louisville to finish out the season. Mm. Mm. So, uh, yeah, thank God they've got five wins because if they don't get another one, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Tough road of- Tough sledding, uh, tough sledding ahead for the Wildcats, but there's got to be at least one more in there. Mississippi State, that should be a win for Kentucky. That'll put them at six wins, bowl eligible. I'm gonna also say I'm gonna give them the I'm gonna give them the win, South Carolina. Oh as yeah, well. no, absolutely. Uh, so that's that's seven, you know, and then you split the difference with losing to Alabama and losing to possibly losing to Louisville. That makes you seven and five on the year. Respectable, respectable season. respectable, respectable season. Not a great season. Not even a good season. I'd say it okay. Good yeah. is where you get to eight and four. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I am impressed with how well we have gone through these, with how well we have um, – we've quickly, quickly gone for this. Uh, not, well, I mean, I wanted to give you as much time as possible. I know it was a team win for – the W Mountaineers this week. And, Boy, you know, don't I know it. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just feel like that the thought needs to be dwelled on that the UCF Golden Knights lost. They lost big time. 41-28, your West Virginia Mountaineers rout the UCF Knights. Um, Cole, I think I talked about it earlier on in the show, but this defense, man, uh, it's either they're giving up touchdowns or they're taking turnovers. It's one of the two. That's the only way. They're not going to get a fourth down stop, apparently, or a third down stop. Um, uh, you know, I, I think that's absolutely uh, absolutely <laughs> just crazy to me that a WU defense can't get off the field on third down. But you know what? Looked okay. 
three interceptions for the West Virginia Mountaineers, including a funky interception, as the announcer did say on the TV. Um, a funky interception for Beanie Bishop. Beanie Bishop, almost like I, I would say, almost player of the game, right behind Garrett Green, because this man had two interceptions, uh, four on the year, which is as most as the entire WVU defense had which, last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Beanie Bishop also came up big in the pit game as well. Correct. He did. He did. Uh, something let, about like Suplex City or something like that. Suplex City, West Virginia had Cole for the first time. I won't say the first time, but it's been a while. West Virginia had 450 total yards of offense. You love to see it. In the Neil Brown era, that's amazing. 286 rushing yards for the Mountaineers. 286. Mm. 164 passing yards. And uh, Garrett Green didn't throw one interception. Mm. We had four turnovers, three interceptions, and a fumble that we recovered. Held the ball for 36 minutes. Had four penalties for 35 yards. I mean, look at this. Look at look at us. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Um, two for two on on fourth down efficiency. Seven for 15 on third downs. Only had to bunt, punt the ball twice. Garrett Green, Cole. I don't want to jump to speculation or anything. Uh, Garrett Green did not throw a touchdown. He ran for three touchdowns. The first WVU quarterback to do that since who? Pat White. Really? The first quarterback to run for three touchdowns in a single game since Pat White. Lord of mercy. Geno Smith couldn't do it. Clint Trickett couldn't do it. Skylar Howard couldn't do it. Will Greer couldn't. I was about to say Will Greer. Will Greer was bombing them down the field, but he wasn't running them. Dang. Jared Deggie certainly wasn't doing that. I'm surprised Geno didn't either. I'm surprised Geno didn't either. I'm I'm also surprised that Geno didn't. But, yes, this man, Garrett Green, the Morgantown mayhem. The Morgantown mayhem. <laughs> Ran for three touchdowns on the UCF Golden Knights. We love Pan- to see it. I panicked for a hot second. The man got hurt on the field. Looked like he was going to be out. And I was like, no! He did fine. It was okay. It was all fine. C.J. Donaldson, dog, came back. 17 carries for 121 yards. That's seven yards a carry and a touchdown. Jaheem White, nine carries for 85 yards, nine yards per carry with a touchdown. Garrett Green, 11 carries, 55 yards, three touchdowns. Dog. Justin Johnson Jr., Triple J. Dog. Rodney Gallagher the third. Dog. I'm just absolutely Devin Carter had his uh, had a had a wonderful game. Preston Fox, EJ Horton, they all beautiful. This WU offense is hot. It's rolling. This is a Chad Scott led offense, not a Neil Brown offense. What? Uh, we're currently three and two in the Big Twelve. What? With eyes on Arlington. What? Oklahoma. What? Boomer. What? Yeah, it's not going to be any sooner for that last second loss that you're going to get. Can't yeah. Stop. Hey, 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 Oklahoma, you got to put the L in it. But West Virginia always starts off with that dub, baby. Yeah. 
So. Oh, man. <sighs> you smell that? Does it feel good? Can you smell what Neil Brown and this West Virginia offense is cooking? If you would have told me a year ago at this point that you would be saying that exact phrase, I would have called you a lunatic. Yep, I would have called myself a lunatic. Hell, even at the start of the season, if you would have said that line, I would have looked at you crazy. Yeah, because because let's, let's look at something here, Cole. Let's look at here something here, Cole. Against this is the most points we have scored since Duquesne. Since Duquesne, we we lost to Penn State at the at uh, at the beginning of the season. Scored fifteen. Scored fifty six against Duquesne. Scored seventeen against Pitt. Scored twenty against Texas Tech. Scored twenty four against TCU. Scored thirty nine in our loss to Houston. Scored thirty four last week in our loss to Oklahoma State. And then we come back and score forty one points. Yeah. Okay. We bring we bring in BYU, Brigham Young, bring them on. All right, the Cougars rolling into Morgantown for a Morgantown night game, seven p.m. Eastern. I'm just so glad you get so excited about it, man. That's you, awesome, I, Cole. You don't understand. This is the excitement and the hype I had in that 2018 season. Like th- th- This is the true form of Mountaineer Nation, okay? This is the true – we are always this ravaged about our football team, okay? This, this is, is the, the – fi- That, <laughs> Owen David Sapelnik is the final form of Mountaineer Nation. <laughs> Just constantly in the gold and blue, okay, as recording. Just – Constant. Nobody can can picture me outside of West Virginia gear. All right. No. If yeah. you try, it's almost impossible. One thousand percent. Right? Yes. This is the true form of Mountaineer Nation. This is the excitement that we always have. Whether we go, like, even then, Dana Holgerson went four and eight. We sold out the stadium almost every time when he was a coach. Okay, there. because it was exciting. It was exciting stuff. Okay. It has not. We have not seen a bland offense since Don Nealon retired in 1999 or the year 2000. All right, we have not seen a boring offense for 23 years. 22 years because Rich Rod would put up points. Had a hard nosed defense. Dana Holgerson would put up points. Defense was lacking. Neil Brown. Up until this point. Up until this point, had a very boring and bland offense and sucked the life out of West Virginia, uh, out of the West Virginia fan base. However, if he continues to win and we continue to put up points and we are contending for conference championships, being in the national picture, all right, he will see what Mountaineer Nation can really be like. He got a taste of it at Pitt. But you know what? He's going to get... The whole meal, the full three courses, if he keeps putting up points and winning games like this one. And that's the bottom line, because Mountaineer Station said so. And Cole, let me just tell you, that's a fact. I tried, yeah, applause on that one, applause on that one. Well deserved, well deserved. That was my promo cutting antics right there. That was awesome. Thank you. I, full full five stars. Five stars in the Tokyo Dome. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, Meanwhile, I did not actually give any stats. 
stats during that. No, you you read through uh, all your team stats. It yeah, no, you did great. Garrett Green was also fourteen for twenty three. Oh, 14 for twenty three, one hundred fifty six yards. Uh, I just I'm I'm so pleased to finally yeah. see we're throwing the ball again. This man should have honestly, if he'd been playing for the past three years, he would be the best quarterback in the entire nation, possibly besides in Shane Daniels. Yeah, besides, they would be one two in the Heisman running. Oh, let's be yeah, honest yeah. here. Yeah, Garrett Green, obviously, you know, Jay because Daniels G, would be on top, because yeah. Yeah, well, no, because G comes before J, so there's that. Ah, uh, yeah. But I mean, like Garrett Green hasn't like been like putting up like 500 yards of offense because a game because or because he like did he, but, he so like Jay he wasn't play, he wasn't he was Green. hurt for two games, Cole. But like and he wasn't put in. But like until all I'm saying year. is like Jane Daniels is like better than Garrett Green is. Well, we'll, we'll if we if we so help me oh, if we play bowl God. game that might be the friendship. That might be like 2K23, all this other stuff that we do on the side. It's fine. We're argumentative. We're competitive. It's how the friendship has survived this long. But if LSU and West Virginia play in a bowl game, that might be the cause of our friendship ending. I'm not even going to lie to you. And JTC just over there, go Dukes. Go Dukes. <laughs> Which, by the way, yeah. big announcement here on the Panther Pod for, for a uh, – for the first time ever here on the Panther Pod, we will be going to two football games this year. We've already been down to Louisiana, had a great time down in Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Uh, to see the LSU Tigers just absolutely dog stop. walk. Dog walk. The, they put them Auburn Tigers on a leash, okay? Uh, and then, uh, but now, November 18th, the JMU Dukes. James Madison Dukes will be taking on a different type, a very lesser Mountaineers, uh, in the App State, Appalachian State Mountaineers. And guess what? Yours truly, the Panther Pod, CVC, ODC, and JTC, will make an appearance in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Hey, Harrisonburg, we coming. We coming. We coming. Uh, we're going to have a great time down there to see JMU roll all over the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Um, Going to be a great time, but new, more exciting stuff. If you're a fan of the program, say hi to us. We got a lot of friends and family up there in Harrisonburg, so we're excited for that. Glad that this one's a little bit more local. Yes. <laughs> Considering a a, third, a, a three th- th- two-hour to two-hour flight or a five-hour drive. If we wanted to drive down to Louisiana, that's 13 hours. Um but, yeah, five-hour drive to Morgantown. Have to end up flying just to go to Louisiana. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's great time. Uh, we're excited for this game. Wonderful time. Absolutely. It should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to going see my first ever uh, JMU game with Mine as you well. guys. Nice. So, Got to represent over here on the Panther Pod. But for that. I'm a very pumped up and final formed Owen Sapelnik. My name is Cole Connor. And this is the Panther Pod.